Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic, it's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have the outstanding Fabian Beckers. He's the co-founder and CEO at Arteris, a cloud deep learning startup that's disrupting the medical imaging space and building image-based precision medicine tools. Fabian has led the growth of the company from four co-founders to a team of 34 today. Under his leadership, the company has become a pioneer in cloud-based medical imaging software, offering the first FDA-cleared end-to-end cloud infrastructure for medical imaging. The key advantages of the platform being automatic aggregation of real-world data and ability to scale and distribute the processing of increasingly large complex data sets. Fabian's vision for the company is to accelerate data-driven medicine by building precision medicine tools based on the consistent quantification of medical image features in combination with molecular genomics and patient history data. Shortly put, he's looking to to make sure disease states are addressed through the continuum of care. Fabian holds a PhD in quantum physics from the University of Cambridge and a master's from the Stanford University. So it's a true pleasure, Fabian, to have you here on the podcast today. Welcome. Hi, so nice to meet you. May may I make a small precision uh, on your intro just to make sure everything is, is accurate? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so we are 100 employees now. Um, I think the company has grown even further in the last few years. We tripled the size last year. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And then when, when I, my PhD was more fundamental physics, but a lot of quantum physics for sure, just to make sure people feel it's accurate. But happy to get to any question and um, I'm very happy to be here. No, Fabian, thank you so much. A uh, hundred and big difference. And um, again, a testament to the continued growth that you guys continue to experience and, uh, and thanks for the clarifications there. So really excited to dive into to this exciting topic of using deep learning, the cloud, and information and data to make more informed decisions, um, particularly with imaging. So I'd love to hear from you, really, to begin with, what is it that got you into healthcare? Yeah, I think I, I, um, my, my background is I'm initially I'm, I came from France. And so, of course, at some point, I think I was driven by the desire to make an impact. And um, I realized it was hard to do sometime. I mean, the United States is really well known for building and creating global companies and have that level of impact. So I came to the U.S. to learn how to do that. And, um, and I was looking at what would be the best next project I would take on. And I realized how healthcare was in some form suboptimal and need to be 
improved and could have such a massive impact on patient lives. So that's what got me attracted to it. Love it, Fabian. That's for sure. Well, welcome to the state side. I know you've been here for a while, but we're always, I think that's the thing that makes, uh, makes it unique here, right? I mean, we've got open arms for anybody looking to make it better and you definitely are. So definitely glad that you decided to make that move. What would you say, Fabian, is a hot topic that needs to be on every health leader's agenda today? And how are you and your team uh, tackling that? Yeah, I think one of the pieces, I think this is really a really important change, not on the level of one hospital at a time, but more like systemically, is the fact of enabling physician and the whole continuum of care to make decisions based on data, bring data-driven medicine to healthcare. Today, I mean, everyone probably around the world, when you want to go from point A to point B and you don't know how to do it, you will use your phone and you have Google Maps or Waze or any other system or like that. And they will have a ton of data to inform your, your guidance between those two data points. And in healthcare, it's not the case. And I think, I think it's more important to do that for human lives and patient care than to guide you around. And so I really feel that one of the big revolutions is to be able to achieve that and give all the information to the physician so you can make the best call possible based on all the data that is out there. That's number one. And number two, I think, what is pretty counterintuitive uh, is the fact that healthcare is at the, at the core of very much a peer-to-peer industry. It's a place where everyone works together. But today, the way it's been implemented, I think, is very siloed. And so I think breaking those silos so that formation can flow easily, some people can share cases, can interact together, can really have no boundaries in how the information flows while, of course, respecting data privacy and regional privacy rules, I think is a very important piece. And so we're, we're trying to tackle those two. I think it's brilliant. And, and so definitely two uh, major pain points uh, for a lot of providers today. I uh, would love to hear a little bit more, Fabian, about how you and your team have created results by doing things and thinking differently. Yeah, I think the, the, the different approach that we took when we started the company um, six, seven years ago were, was not to think about, hey, what kind of software should we bring to solve A or B, but have a systemic approach of what is infrastructure today and what is the problem in that infrastructure and how can we... I mean, we didn't feel shy of like, let's build the right infrastructure, the right OS that we see in healthcare need. And so I think we took that different approach. And even though it was, I think, pretty crazy at the time, it felt the right thing to do. And so we really took on, we realized that everything in healthcare today is really local on-prem in what we describe our offers being kind of a pre, in a pre-internet state. And we felt it was really important to be able to transform that and create what we felt should be the 2019 or the 2000, 21st century infrastructure that should be web-based and took on that work, addressing all the key hurdles that a hospital, a health system need, which is, uh, of course, regulatory, data privacy, ease of use, workflow integration, all of those to really make sure that we can really move to that, to that system. And that's what's happening now, I think. Love it. Yeah, you know, the local on-premises feel definitely uh, a good call-out, Fabian, and probably the biggest reason that uh, a lot of these silos exist. It would be fun if we could dive into some of the things that you guys are doing. Maybe talk to us about one of the indications you guys cover and uh, what types of results you guys are seeing early on. Yeah, so we tackled on, we felt, so the way we approach building innovation in healthcare was to try to solve a real uh, pain point first and build from there and not try to build 
to board the ocean because we felt we were not having a result and probably die financially as well in the meantime. Yep. So we approached that. So we started with the heart and actually more specifically, we started with newborn and pediatrics that have heart defects, which is the number one uh, birth defect is cardiac. Mm-hmm. And we learned that a lot of them are uh, sometimes poorly diagnosed. They're one day old, two days old baby, and sometimes they turn blue or they have some issues with their heart. And it's very hard just with a simple echo to diagnose and know what's going on because the heart has so many structural possibilities in how they've been created and they don't have any reference point anymore. And so we felt that was really an important problem to solve. And even though it's a very niche market, very small amount of, of people. And then also we heard at the same time that the same thing happens sometimes in adults on structural heart problem when the heart is sometimes have a shunt of an issue and it's hard also to know what's going on. So we thought that was an important problem. We also realized that the benefit of working on, on the cardiac side of things, although again, it's a very niche market and very small one, was that it really tackles almost all the key elements you have in medical imaging. So it's kind of a wonderful application because by doing this, you almost do everything. And so we built that and we really start working for the last four years, uh, five years actually, now almost yeah, six years on really building that platform. They enable to use a complete web browser as a way to really look at images. So the zero uh, hardware on premise, you send the data to the cloud. We of course worked a lot on data privacy, which is a piece that enables us to scale today. You just log in from anywhere you want. You have the images presented and displayed in browser. You can track with it at real speed because otherwise the experience would not be good enough for a physician. And so that's been sold as well. And then you have the AI preparing your case. So in the case of cardiac, for example, one of the workflow physician and radiologists have to do is to quantify the left and right ventricles of the heart to assess how the heart is pumping, how the the, the, the pumping capabilities of the heart is, is, and that can be taking a long time. Today, mm-hmm. manual and the previous technique could be cumbersome. And so in here we've shown, for example, that the current sometimes local solution can take up to 36 minutes per case, which is a long time. And then we could reduce that to six minutes, for example. And so That's now you really see the, yeah, you really see the value of, of AI put to work. What is important to understand is that it's not a black box, isn't it? So, as it's in a web-based format, uh, we present the result of our segmentation of the heart, for example, inside the browser so the researcher can see what we're suggesting, but he or she can override at all time with manual tools. So if they don't like what we do, they can change, they can tweak very quickly. So it's not something they have to trust or, or, or re- refute. And then on top of it, by doing that, there's something really interesting that happens, which is the fact that as we're going to have a, a web-based system, we have a network effect. And so everyone that changes something on address, we collect that delta of the suggestion and we analyze them in the background and we go through some more QA phase and analysis. But the, the positive benefit is to really truly create a collective intelligence on a global scale around improving constantly medical imaging processing and making smarter by keep releasing and improving uh, for everyone that is on the network. And then the report is done much faster because now you're trying to validate the work. For those who don't know, I'm happy to talk about how much different deep learning is from previous techniques, but it really works. can do the work that an expert physician, the grinding work of an expert physician now can be done automatically. Uh, and the last piece is that it's fully workflow integrated. So once the report is done, it can be done exactly as a, if you were to be done uh, locally. And so there's really zero negative downside, but you have this massive compute from the cloud that enables to speed up your work enormously now. That's great. You know, accuracy goes up, speed is increased, and ultimately the physician continues to have the ultimate say. I think that's a great combination 
of technology augmenting, you know, augmented intelligence right. <laughs> with deep learning. And it keeps getting smarter in the process. I mean, hey, this is definitely sounding like a, like a really great solution. Folks, at the um, end of the podcast, we'll provide a link where you could learn more if what we're chatting about today sounds interesting to you. And the whole purpose of what we do here on the Occam's Rocket is to have some of the best minds in healthcare chat about what they're up to so that we could bring those silos together. So definitely stay tuned for that. Tell us about a time, Fabian, when things weren't going so well. Maybe an error or, or a setback that you guys experienced that has made you guys better. Oh, yeah. So it's been, uh, of course, many Many in building such a company, I think we have a lot of experience around that. I think one of the time I think that was difficult was that, so the Silicon Valley is an amazing place because you have all these incredible entrepreneurs and investors that really can support you, but it's still a trend around a certain type of innovations and it's mostly on the tech side of things, or if it's software, it has to be a really big market. And so for us, as we were building that platform in three steps, which was first in blood flow imaging the heart, and then on product imaging, and now we can plug any, any AI model in our trust and start growing that enterprise platform. So now we are at that stage, so it's great. Now we have a lot of response that is very positive from the fundraising perspective. But when we started at the cardiac imaging side, which is a very, very small market, it was not always easy. And so one of the experiences we had when I think the first time we're, before the first time we're presenting at RSNA, which is the the largest, I think, medical imaging convention in the world that happened in Chicago every year. Yeah, it's usually here in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. On, on, around, uh, right after Thanksgiving. We really were, we were entering our Series A, I believe, and we had found a lead and uh, we had another large investor who wanted to take part of it. I think three weeks before we were about to present, and I think we were co-presenting with GE at the time inside their booth, which we were really honored to have that chance. I think three weeks before we were about to have the the round put together, which was a kind of unfortunate timing, one of the leads decided to not put all their money right now, but put it in, in, in trenches in order to get the other investors on board at the same time, because some of those were strategic and took more time. And that can have a very like terrible aspect on the fundraise when the leads start not putting the same amount of, of money than expected and kind of scares away, um, scare away all the other followers. And we're really, I mean, I mean, it's a testament of the quality of the investor we have the, the privilege to work with. But despite that change, none of the followers changed their amount. And nice. we managed to, to pull through for SNA and launch Altruist properly with GE and everything worked well. But those kind of like uh, what's called near-death experience, I think, <laughs> were definitely, definitely something we do remember. And there's so many others. But yeah, it's been um, it's definitely, definitely a an adventure to try to build your vision from healthcare and starting from just a, a few few guys having a, a dream for it and now trying to work with all those those other dreamers and people that want to build a different healthcare that is that is I think yeah really stand around patient and, and improving their their health and I think we can do it. I think now just the system are in place, the maturity of the industry also have evolved and I think people are realizing that it can be different. And this, this stack of system that the layers that have been put together since the 80s, I think it's not the right infrastructure for tomorrow and for AI, for big data. And so we're really about to enter an incredible revolution in healthcare, uh, finally going to the internet, isn't it? And mm -hmm. that's incredible when you combine the power of the internet in other industry and see what happened to now clinical care. Of course, again, always following the regulation principles and making sure everything's safe and secure. But I think we put the groundwork to do that. 
And so that really opened a very exciting thing, time for health care and for patient care as a whole and for research. And I think that's very exciting. Love that. No, it's uh, thank you for sharing that. I, I felt the stress and the anxiety, you know, when you're like, oh man, is everybody going to back out now? And, and thankfully they did. And so the launch went well and timing. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And I think today it is that time where the internet, so to speak, is going to be able to be applied to clinical experiences, not just the business processes. So it's mm-hmm. certainly, yeah. certainly exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, that's exactly what we see. I think we were lucky in the sense that when we started, we, we kind of like build a whole infrastructure. It's like sometimes we feel like on a surfboard, you know, waiting for the wave. And the <laughs> yeah. time we start putting ourselves on the water, the, the wave like just really started. And now we're really being carried by that way of that market and security of the, of the timing of the industry and the maturity of, of the health leader around the internet and altruists being like fully fledged or really closer to be. And that synchronicity has been amazing for us. And I think we're very lucky in that regard. Yeah, that's great. That's a testament to you guys staying with it. Tell us about one of your proudest experiences that you, you've had to date. I think there's, I would say there's two that come to mind immediately. I think the first one is the, the team. I think we, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm over bragging and I'm very biased, but I think we have an incredible team. I think that's really, I, I don't know how we <laughs> pulled that up, but we really have an incredible team and people are, are passionate. They're super smart. They work hard. They care. They really want to impact healthcare. They don't have ego and, and, and they really want you to, to move the needle. And I think that's an amazing, feeling to work with people that are so bright and so capable every day. And the number two, I think, is the fact that we've impacted 40,000 patient lives. And we help newborn, we help patients that have heart defects, we are going to help hopefully bring accuracy of cancer detection and care across the world. So those are, I think that I'm by far also extremely proud. Yeah, those numbers speak for themselves. That's the business that we're in. So kudos to you guys. And tell me about an exciting project or focus that you guys are working on. I know there's a lot of them, but if you had to choose one, yeah, uh, which, one think, which one do you want to chat about? I think the one that I would pick is the fact that today I'm hearing a lot of stories every day. And it's really not, the, it's nobody's fault. It's just systems. And the system is not ready yet. Where like, even the other day I had a, a potential investor that we're talking to, his brother had a, a bike accident and uh, he was 45, 46, so pretty young. And then um, they had some broken bones and broken ribs and they got that fixed and came back a year later and he had the lung cancer stage four. And oh my gosh. And clear that the, the sign were there in their image, first of all, was in the first, so they could have been taken care of. And I hear that many, many times. And so one thing I'm excited about is the fact that today, again, Coming back to my analogy of Google Maps, when you use it, wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, uh, irrespective of that, you'll have this, the best quality of guidance that will all based on data to really help you go from your point A to point B. And I think what is really a profound idea is to bring that same quality and that same idea to everyone around the world for healthcare. So as long as you have access to internet connection, you can be in Ethiopia or in on Europe or in, as Mass General or Stanford, and you have basically, as long as you have a internet connection, you can send your CT X-ray to Arteris, you have the same quality of result and same accuracy of result. And that will bring two things that will equalize and democratize quality of care around the world, which I think we're very passionate about that. And number two, also start bringing in form of a baseline and 
offer hopefully accurate diagnoses and as early as possible to everyone. And I think that's a very important piece. If everyone knows that they have like, um, you know, we never say what kills you, is it doubt or certitude? I think you, you I think the doubt of not showing, not making sure that, um, that you have the right diagnosis and sometimes that it could be missed. I think from families and that have grown into that, I think it's terrible and it's not acceptable. And so I think something we're very excited to hopefully bring to healthcare and, and, and try to, to, to push forward. Outstanding. Yeah, those are definitely some really exciting focal points and uh, something that'll make a difference to you listening right now, whether it be that you're running a facility, looking for better ways to do things, you're running a radiology practice, or if you're just uh, a consultant and you get something, you need, you need better care. So definitely some good stuff happening over there, Fabian. Keep up the awesome work. Getting close to the end of the, of the episode here, this part of the podcast is a lightning round. So I'm going to ask you five questions. It's going to be quick answers on this one. And then we're going to follow this with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sure. Awesome. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? To bring data-driven medicine to healthcare. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Yeah, I think it's about really making um, sure understand the clinical workflow and and focus on the doctor-patient experience. Number one. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Keep pushing the needle and innovating, and try to bring to help physicians going forward more and more. I think there's so much to be done. What is the one area of focus that drives everything in your company? Patient impact. And the final question, Fabian, is a two-part question. What is your number one health habit? And what is your number one success habit? Oh, that's interesting. The health habit is sports. I think without it, I uh, will probably stress will, will get the worst of me. And the second one was? Uh, number one success habit. So for me, I think it's been meditation. So I think having a chance to meditate has been really helpful to find a path forward. Love it. Love it. And what book would you recommend to the listeners? So yeah, the question is that has it been in healthcare or can it be broader than that? It could be broader than that. A book that really resonates with you. Yeah, I think there's a book that I really love by Jack London called Martin Eden, which is a journey of, of someone that will put everything to achieve their dream and, um, and become a writer. And I think it's a very, very fascinating book. And what's the name of it, Fabian? Martin Eden, E-D-N by Jack London. E-D-N, okay, outstanding. Folks, Martin Eden, and also take a look at the uh, show notes as well as a full transcript and a link to Fabian's company. Fabian, what's the link to your company? Arteris.com, A-R-T-E-R-Y-S.com. Arteris.com, folks, to learn a little bit more. Go to outcomesrocket.health slash Arteris, and you'll find a little bit more there as well. So uh, this has been uh, really interesting, uh, Fabian. I think that the work that you guys are doing is definitely just where the puck is going. So really exciting work. I'd love if you could just leave us with a closing thought, as well as the best place for the listeners to get in touch with or learn more. Yeah, of course. So I think closing thought is about like the power of bringing that industry together. I think like we want to transform research and I think suddenly really make a leap and bound of transforming all those, those uh, research here. It could be cancer care or, or uh, brain disease or cardiovascular diseases. And I think by having all the data together in a cloud-based system with AI, with a whole group and network of researchers together, I think that'll be transformative. 
So I think that's really something that I'm very excited to see next three to five years and how the web will start changing that industry. And the last question was? And then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with or follow your work. Yeah, of course. So the website, alris.com, and they can definitely uh, email us or contact us if they're interested. We are talking to a lot, lot of big, large health system and smaller one as well and regularly practice around the world that, that want to work with us. So very happy to engage with whoever is interested around the topic. Outstanding, Fabian. Hey, just want to say thanks again for sharing your insights on how you guys are using deep learning to improve healthcare and uh, really excited to uh, see where you guys go from here. So thanks again for spending time with us. Thanks so much. Really, really pleased. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.